1: Let's do this. Got my uh, magic book here. It's Blair and Barker for Tuesday. I'm Jeff Blair. That's Kevin Barker. The Jays and uh, Cleveland playing their second of four games tonight at Progressive Field. Progressive Park. No, it's called Progressive Field, I think. Uh, Toronto winning 3-1 yesterday. Some uh, lineup news right out the gate. Kevin Kiermeyer has gone on the IL as a result of that elbow cut. Uh, Nathan Lucas has been promoted from AAA. Matt Chapman uh, is not in the lineup today. He's given the day off, been given the day off. Why would you do that? He's been given the day off. He's like a child. He just For those of you who aren't watching on TV, our producer, Mark Boffo. Back after a uh, oh, yeah. back for after, coming,
2: a, buddy. Back for after a couple of days yeah. off at the palatial uh, the palatial
1: Buffalo Lake Estate. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? We didn't be. A, were we invited? To that? Mark never invites us up. To N- the no, never. Anyhow, he hand, the lake compound right. He handed me the very important and always looked forward to get, uh, notes for the show. And uh, and Mark, you just crumpled them. It's like it was like something a two year old would do. I'm in that mood. I'm kind of worried about that. Anyhow, Kevin Kiermaier is on the IL with uh, an elbow cut. Nathan Lucas has been promoted. If you watched the game last night, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you probably saw Hyunjin Ryu go down with what looked like a compound fracture of his leg and torn knee ligaments. Um, as it turns out, it was a contusion, which is a fancy word for a bruise. And uh, x-rays were, as they say, negative. That's so, good. Well, it is good. Because Hyunjin Ryu was uh, had an effective four innings last night. You know? Absolutely. His curveball's really good. That fastball
2: command glove side was really good. That's into a righty away to a lefty. When he's stealing strikes with the curveball and can locate that fastball into a righty away to a lefty, he's really good. That's just another weapon for them.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Tanner Bybee for Cleveland tonight against Yusei Kakuchi. For the Blue Jays. And yes, we will be joined at the top of the hour by Jose Bautista, who is going into the, or onto, I guess, technically, the level of excellence at the Rogers Center. We're very much looking forward to that. Shai Daviti will also join us. Uh, The other breaking news, not Jays related, but with significant impact for the Blue Jays, is the Tampa Bay Rays uh, have announced that Shane McClanahan is done for the year. Uh, he went to visit Dr. Neil L. Atrache. I think it's her at, Dr. Neil L. Attrache. I believe he's the Dodgers orthopedic specialist. Anyhow, he's one of the guys. When you go and see him, they, start, they start sharpening the, uh, you know, the, uh, the scope or whatever they do to scopes when you go visit him. So anyhow, Shane McClanahan's done for the year, uh, which would explain why the Rays were so aggressive in going out and getting Aaron Savali. But Kevin, coupled with the fact that Drew Rasmussen's already out for the year, there's somebody else who's out for the year along with him. Oh, um, the G- Springs is out for the year, and Tyler Glasnow was scratched from his last start because of a lower back injury. His back locked up on him. Uh, I I will say this about the Tampa Bay Rays: they are really lucky that they got out to that start. They got out. They 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 got out to. Um, I think that that start will give him a playoff spot. But you know, if you're the Blue Jays, uh, <laughs> you know the the Yankees, the Yankees are a mess. The the Rays have got injury issues. Now you are without Bo Bichette. That's obvious. But and and Jordan Romano. And and uh, by the way, we should mention that Ross Atkins, the general manager of the Blue Jays, was on the MLB Network today and said that Bo had a a good day yesterday. Uh, I guess they're starting to put some pressure on the knee. So uh, that result uh, was was positive for the Blue Jays. But it's almost as if stuff's happening around you in the American League. And here's Toronto. We're going to get Romano back. Uh, they will have Trevor Richards back. They will have Bo Bichette back. Chad Green is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of depth and a lot of competition for jobs if you're the Blue Jays. We saw last night, uh, Davis Schneider, who's very much made his case, was 0 for 4. He gets a night off against Tanner Bybee mm-hmm. today. But um, things are – you made this comment on the weekend when we were watching the game on Sunday. And and, and that was – I mean, the Jays put in the boots to Boston. And you made the comment, you know, if this lineup, I understand this is a big if, Mm -hmm. but it's not inconceivable. Nope. If this lineup starts to put together the type of at-bats they put together against the Boston Red Sox, Mm -hmm. coupled with the starting pitching, which is elite, coupled with a bullpen, which I still think is, it's better than last year's bullpen. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Nope. You're looking at a really good team. Yeah, their like, defense too is pretty good. You could be mm-hmm. looking at the second or third best team in the American League. Yeah, well, I'm going to put Texas. Well, I'm going to put Texas. Texas has got some some health issues, well, but but I'm going to put Texas in there as well. Houston, I don't. I, I, I mean, I guess we have Houston's to put a really good team. we have don't, to put Houston in. So let's say third or fourth best team in the AL. Yeah, they're in the West too,
2: so they're they're a really right. good team. Uh, look, I, I think what the approach talk does for me anyway, is has limited the conversation about Vladdy having to carry this team. We may be be to the point this year to where that's not happening. That's why why the manager has been on our show. He's been, whoever sticks a microphone in his face, has been saying that the approach one through nine is very, very important on a consistent basis because I think the conversation around every sort of individual that we thought beginning of the season other than Bo Bo's had an MVP season. Yeah. I think that conversation has sort of went away a little bit. I, I think they they're at the realization that maybe just maybe it's one of those years where they need one through nine instead of one guy here this week, this guy here this week. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I think that's sort of what that conversation about see Fastball in your zone. Hit fastball until you get to two strikes. The Matt Chapman at bat yesterday, where he took—I think it was a one-one curveball right down the middle. That for me is all you need to know. The Chappie didn't have a good day yesterday, no, because that dude
0: on the mound was today pretty good. Off, by Boy, the, way.
1: The, man, the dude on Gavin Williams pretty good. Well, I, okay, we've got. L- let's take a look back at at last night's game uh, mm-hmm. before we uh, before we move on. Uh, you say Kikuchi was very good against Cleveland. Um, Kevin Biggio had a game, and you say Kikuchi throws today. You say Kikuchi throws today. <laughs> um, what did I say? He on, Kikuchi. Say, I meant yeah, Ryu. Yeah, Hyunjin Ryu.
2: Till he got hurt, he was. Till he good. got hurt, he yeah. he he, he, he looked
1: he looked really he, he looked really good. Um, but the starter Gavin for Cleveland, Williams. Gavin Williams. Mm-hmm. You said he reminded you of. And not to say that he is going to be as good as, but physically and in terms of stuff, he reminded you of Garrett Cole. And that was, I mean, for Cleveland's sake, I hope he has the type of career Garrett yeah. Cole has. But that was a good comp because that's what it looked like.
2: Yeah, the arm speed on the, on the fastball, the, the way he can throw the fastball. There's not too many dudes in baseball that can consistently throw you a fastball in a fastball count to a fastball hitter. There's some fastball hitters on the Blue J- in the Blue Jays lineup, right? Yeah. And now if they start
1: looking for him. Was that performance last night, by the way, by the Jays, the result of Gavin Williams, or is that the result of the Jays going back to some of the flaws that we thought they'd Pretty much gotten rid of and sweeping the Boston. No, Gavin
2: socks. Williams had 12 whiffs and 14 call strikes on his fastball. That's okay. Gavin. Okay. Every once in a while, you got to tip your hat. I mean, they, they were taking good swings on fastballs that were just right by him. Okay. I mean, he's six six, Like, he's handing the ball to the catcher, right? And it's nice and easy. He's not forcing velocity. He's just coming out hot, right? It's good extension. It's a, His delivery was very repeatable. Like, he was just in a good flow and landing in the same spot and locating – you know, if he needed to throw a fastball up, he'd throw a fastball up. If he needed to throw a fastball away, he'd do that. And then that big curveball that he had and the occasional slider that he could throw to a righty, he'd occasionally throw it to a lefty, too. Just had a ton of confidence, right? And the fastball is really good. And that's just what I, this is the point I think everybody that's around the Blue Jays is trying to make to the lineup. Until you start looking for fastballs and velocity consistently, you're not going to hit it. That's the point last night that they were seeing, right? you got to look for that. If you're not looking for it, you're not going to hit it. And that just shows you how good it was that you could tell they were looking for it. Just the Chapman at bat. He takes the 1-1 breaking ball down the middle, tells you he's looking fastball, right? And again, that gets back to the point. You get buy-in, one through nine. You get your veteran guys who are trying to get paid a lot of money to buy into, okay, it's so what we have been doing for the first four months is not working. we got to buy into something else. And yeah, I like what they're doing. And, again, they didn't win last night because of their hitting. No. They, they won because the six dudes they ran out there after Ryu right. were great, not um, good.
1: I want to talk about Jordan Hicks, uh, who got the save last night. Hits a batter, gives up a single, gets two outs. One of them on a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. Walks the number six hitter. Uh, and gets Rocchio, Rokio, I should say, to to ground out um, to 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 end the game. Uh, that inning could have completely spun out of control were it not for Danny Jansen, who did a had, had a had a terrific ninth inning behind the plate. Although you you pointed out, Jordan Hicks's ball moved so fast. There was one pitch that was an obvious strike. And and Danny pulled that out of the zone just because he had to because there was a runner in base and he had to and he, and, and he had to get You're the ball. You're just trying to catch it. You're, You're just trying, trying to catch it. it yeah. But you made an interesting point about Jordan Hicks and all the like the stuff is so good. We haven't seen anybody throw any Jays pitcher ever throw a ball that hard. Yeah, I think it's the movement too. But you asked. Well, ask the question that you asked me you said, "Does he have?" Does he have a pitch that can get somebody out? No, that's not what I said. I said with two strikes. With two strikes. To sorry. a really
2: good hitter right. in the playoffs. Which you're
1: going to see in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, right. like a Freddie Freeman. Just throwing that name out there. Freddie Freeman gets the hits off a lot of really good pitchers. Right. Two strikes. What's he throwing him? Sweeper, slider, changeup, elevated four-seamer. I mean, he's really wild with a bunch of those. That means they're non-competitive. That was my point. I think, question going in when they brought him here. Now, he makes their pin way better because of the velocity and the movement. If you can somewhat get a close area code-wise and get some decent hitters, not talking about great hitters, in swing mode because they have to cheat to get to the velocity and then you add the movement to it and because he's close to the strike zone, he's going to get a bunch of outs that way. But I'm saying runner on second base, you're facing a really good hitter. Two strikes. What's he throwing him? I ain't throwing the sweeper is non-competitive. I, if I'm a good hitter, I've eliminated it already. I mean, if he throws me one, one for a strike, I'm tipping my hat. I ain't even swinging at it. Is it the four elevated four-seamer? He, he don't show it enough for strikes, for quality strikes that he, that you respect. That that's the thing, right? It's, I again, it's not like they're not going to throw him when it matters, and I'm not saying that. But when you watch him. I think you can understand, sort of, if you're a Cardinals fan you can that used to watch that, the frustration that would go into him just because of how quickly he got to two strikes. Now what? What's the- and you can even see Danny. Danny really had no idea no, what to he- call. He's pushing buttons and where to set up. And, you know, you want to you set up big. Just get big in the middle of the strike zone let that thing go wherever it needs to go. But it needs to go somewhere where it's competitive when it start out of the hand and most of his sweepers are so non competitive that as soon as it leaves the fingers you don't have to be a professional hitter to know that it's a ball that's the point right and then you start seeing catchers having trouble catching that thing cuz it's a lot all over the place that's the only that's the only thing is and cuz we have had the conversation when Jordan Romano comes back is he the closer and i think that just by seeing when he gets to two strikes, how hard it is, now what? And then the catcher's now what? And the pitching coach is now what? And the manager's now what? And and I I think they've – I'm not saying it's not going to happen and things can change. And if he starts locating and have better feel and not choking it off and not overthrowing the sweeper and the slider, I mean, I think the slider and the sweeper are meshed together. And I think it depends on what the traffic is and who's where, where he's at in the order, who he's facing, on how hard he throws that thing. That's all. Like, I'm not saying it's not really good, but make you make you wonder well, when, that part of it.
1: When Jordan Hicks was traded from St. Louis, one of the things we heard is that, much as was the case with Genesis Cabrera, now, admittedly, Jordan Hicks is a free agent eligible pitcher, but there was a sense that the change of scenery was also going to help him no question uh the cardinals in, in some ways he was like the jays he he was the cardinals version of nate pearson just kind of it's there but you don't know you don't know what it is what do you see as the difference between jordan hicks and nate pearson is it simply 102 he's got 102 in his hip pocket like what what would what would suggest to you that he is more – because you've always talked about, and rightly so. I'm not criticizing you for this. You've always talked about the need for consistency, the mm-hmm. need for reliability in the bullpen. In other words, if I go to you in this situation, I have to have a reasonable expectation of what you're going to give me. Um, how do you compare him to a Nate Pearson?
2: Yeah, I think it's m- more huh, – that's a great question. I, I think it's more about – Jordan Hicks has been around a little bit longer and right. knows what he don't do well. The little time you've heard him talk, he talks about how to get ahead, how to keep it in the zone, how to not overthrow, which we've seen a little bit of, right? Big Saw moments. that a bit, a bit last yeah, night. Yeah, it looked like 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 he overthrew. Like, Again, it's the secondary stuff when you get but ahead. But he's also count. said
1: the sweeper's kind of, I think, a, a pitch that he's just started to throw again this year, I think he said.
2: Yeah, it's like that's. I, look, the velocity is what jumps off the page to you. It's can he get ahead with it? Can he be a little unpredictable occasionally with a secondary pitch in a big spot? Eighth inning, two, three, four. He's up a run. I don't know. Name a, Pick a team. The Astros. Two, three, four is pretty good in that lineup. Can he? Can he flip a backdoor sweeper to Tucker? Mm. Up a run in Houston. That's the thing you got to ask yourself, right? Because that's what you're going to have to do in the playoffs. We're talking pl- This is why they brought him here. Right? It's not the. It's not the. Obviously, it's to help get to the playoffs. But it's when you get to the playoffs. Now you got an eighth inning guy, a ninth inning guy, and you got hybrids for the seventh inning. You've got multiple. Whatever whatever the got, pocket is, I'm bringing my pocket in for you've the seventh. Got multiple inning. options. You do So, sort of. You got the eighth and ninth inning. It's that thing, right? Is he a finished product? I don't think so. Like I think there's some things that if Petey's saying it in a different way, could get. him him a little bit more locked in, maybe stay on top of that sweeper instead of on the side of it. And it's more competitive. I don't know. I'm just throwing out right. out there. No, no, maybe, maybe the mile per hour on the change-ups a little bit better to a lefty. Maybe he throws it more. Maybe that's the unpredictable pitch. Oh, Oh, to a good hitting lefty that you would have to have, right? That's it. His bread and butter is the tooth seamer that moves a lot. And it's 102, a hundred and 102. That's the bread and butter, but against good hitters. You're going to have to have more. That's the question. Is he a no-brainer, and does he have more? That's the separator, and I think Jerry's still out on that. At least it is for me. I'm not saying they're not better with him down there because it's a given. Why do you think all these good teams running out trying to find velocity? Look at Baltimore.
1: That's what they went out 416-413-3959 416 413 is the back leg line. We're going to go to it early today. We'll go at 530. We've also got Jays and Cubs tickets to give away. And Mark Topkin of uh, St. Pete Times will join us at 530. Give us an update on Shane McClanahan. If you missed the news at the start, Shane McClanahan is done for the 2023 season, which as a, a, I mean, as a baseball fan, sucks to see an arm yeah, like that. Yeah, do,
2: absolutely it it does. I, I just don't know if that hurts them. I mean, they're 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 like they they never throw innings from their starters, and they abuse their bullpen. How's that changed? They did it when he was starting, I guess. How's that changed? Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing it does is it takes away your number one guy when the playoffs start. You've got that's
1: what that does. I, I think what it does is between <laughs> Springs, Rasmussen, now this guy, and again, we have to include Tyler Glasnow in there because he's not free and clear. No. Nope. It's it's pretty hard, even if you're the Rays. It's pretty it's pretty hard to overcome losing four fifths of your three fifths of your rotation with another fifth, of the wonky back, and you've basically got Zach Eflin, and um, and Aaron Savali. I I mean I get what you're saying, and you know the Rays offensively, there's you're starting to see Wander Franco pick it up a bit, but I really wonder if if. If this is to the point now, you know you're running Erasmo Ramirez out as an emergency starter. Um, I, 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 look, we've learned, Lord knows, we've learned not to underestimate the Tampa Bay Rays, but boy, at this time, the way this division is, um, that's. I'll say this, Kevin. Kevin Cash is gonna. Kevin Cash earns his money every day, but Kevin Cash is really gonna earn his money, really gonna earn his money this year. Yeah, I think they figured it out. Already. <clears throat> I think they've been doing the exact same thing all
2: year. I, I, you you would have to just because of track records be prepared for this. That's why this year I think they went out and got in the draft fourteen arms. I mean that's a ton. Like yeah, but they, that's not they, gonna help you. That I, won't help I you know, this year. But the point is they are preparing their organization. Yeah. To do this kind of thing, that yeah. this is, they sort of understand this. I mean, you're sounding like they're not a playoff team. No, no, which no, they no, are. No, no. They're, they're a playoff team. They're, yeah, they're a playoff team just because of the other arms that they have. What other arms? The way they hit. What, what they have like the third best ERA in baseball. Yeah, and but then the dudes you just mentioned aren't, well, haven't pitched all year. Well, I mean so Shane, M- Shane Shane, mean, McClan-
1: Shane McClanahan and, and has been pitching all year. I mean he's been Tyler Glasnow's been there. He's been in lately. Out.
2: He had, a, he had a good, a really good uh, what is it, July. So yeah, I mean I'm with you. And he'll make some bigger starts coming up here in the in the near future. But Shane McClanahan not, won't no glass oh, now you just mentioned. But they still have one of the best pitching staffs well, we'll in see. baseball.
1: We'll see. They're gonna have to score they're gonna have to score runs to win. I think I don't think it's in, I don't think it's out of the question that the Jays could take second place from them. I really don't. I, I and and their schedule. Yeah, I'm not saying that they can't. Their do schedule that, gets hard but, too. But I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they're not a playoff. Well, team. Well, nobody's saying they're not a playoff team, but they may not be a very good playoff team. There's they may not a be few a few playoff I think, team.
2: I think there's a few of those. Know, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Erasmo Ramirez. Would you
2: would you would you enjoy facing the Rays in the playoffs? The first round of the playoffs? Well, without I would I would, without those enjoy guys, that?
1: If I'm facing, I mean, the, they're going
2: to have all kinds of different arm angles and velocity from the first inning on like they're gonna throw everything they got at you you're gonna enjoy
0: that
1: they're only allowed to carry what 13 pitchers they're gonna throw a lot of that's that's the point they're gonna do it a lot I wouldn't have a problem with that Shane McClanahan is a guy that I mean part of the part of the reason they can do that is they know they had Shane McClanahan you can do that when you have Shane McClanahan and Zach Eflin and Aaron Savali but you go into the playoffs right now who's who are your starters I mean Tyler Glass now Hopefully he's hopefully he's ready to go five Sounds innings. Sounds like spasm, doesn't it? It's not really a it's injury. Tyler Glasnow. It, it you guarantee? Do you think Tyler Glasnow is going to be healthy the rest of the year? I think he'll make a start in the playoffs. Anyhow, there's still yeah. I, I'm just saying that it's a good thing. It's a good thing that they got off to the start that they did and put those wins in their back pocket. Um, but anyhow, Mark Topkin joins us in a few yeah. minutes. We'll see what they're saying in Tampa about that. The back leg line four one six four one three three nine five nine. I've got trivia to give away Jays and Cubs tickets, and at 6 o'clock, Jose Bautista will join us. Nice. He uh, is going onto the level of excellence at the Rogers Center this Saturday, and at 6.30, Shai Davide will be along, and uh, we'll take a deeper look at, uh, well, we'll talk to Shai about getting an injury update and uh, get a little sense from Shai. I think maybe it's not, given the fact that Jordan Romano uh, seemed to have had a pretty decent bullpen, an aggressive bullpen, as the Jays are calling it. Uh, maybe we can talk to Shy about how he sees the bullpen panning out because we know Chad Green is on the way back, and Trevor Richards at some point as well. I mean, you're basically going to have two bull. You're going to have bullpen A and bullpen B.
2: Well, I think they basically got John a Schneider. ninth inning guy and an eighth inning guy. And then everybody else. And then
1: everybody else. Where's everybody else at? We'll talk to Shy Davide about that. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan. And Sportsnet. 7 10 is the first pitch tonight from Cleveland as the Jays take on the Guardians. It will be Tanner Bybee on the mound for Cleveland. You say Kikuchi. For the Blue Jays. A reminder that Thursday's game is a 110 start. It'll be Noah Syndergaard against Alec Manoa. At least that's the way it's lined up right now. Uh, we are going to be joined at 6 o'clock by Jose Bautista. He's going under the Blue Jays' level of excellence on Saturday. Shai Davide will join cool. us as well. What?
2: That's cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. That's awesome. Well, it is. And, uh, I mean, Jose Bautista is. Uh, he put them on the map again uh, yeah, yeah i was gonna say he didn't save, didn't story. save the franchise but the jose bautista story mm-hmm. made the blue jays oh we'll talk about it later but it yeah. made the blue Jays sexy again and it oh. and and it really reestablished their uh their imprint across the country with the the way that the jays got their fans involved in voting for the all-star game i mean we'll, we'll talk to jose about that shy davidi as well um we've got tickets to give away to see the jays and cubs at the rogers center on august 11th and uh, we will go to the back leg line but before we do that uh very quickly want to bring in mark topkin of uh the times mark thanks so much for joining us today i don't want to keep you a uh, I don't want to keep you for long because i know you've got a lot of work to do given the breaking news but we were talking about it a little bit uh on the show so far. look, this is big news in the East. It's not just big news in Tampa. Yep. the fact that Sh- Shane McClanahan may be out can 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 you explain sort of the genesis of this particular injury for us?
0: Yeah, it's a very short genesis. He was pitching against the Yankees on Wednesday and seemed to be doing okay through three innings, gave up a three run bomb to Stanton and then uh to- well then he went out for the fourth inning. Pitched okay, got through the fourth inning. I think it was a 1-2-3 inning, and then he was taken out of the game, a little curious, but he was like 80-something pitches. He's been around that because he has been struggling lately with some other issues. Then after the game, Cash says, oh, by the way, he told us that he had tightness on the outside of his forearm. Like, whoa, that would be kind of a new development there. So apparently it bothered him warming up. He went ahead and pitched the inning, said he didn't feel any pain, any pop or anything, just felt the tightness. Uh, and was going to begin uh, seeing doctors. They flew him straight home on Thursday morning, didn't go with the team on to Detroit. So that was a pretty good tip-off that something was up. Um, saw the doctor here. Then he flew out to L.A. and saw Dr. Eltrache yesterday, and then he's going to still go see Dr. Meister next week. But Cash shared today that it's not good news. He's going highly unlikely he would pitch again this season. There several surgery options on the table. It's, it's a fairly wide spread here. It could be. Loose body removal, which is actually something you could conceivably come back from. It's mm-hmm. like a four to six week thing. Uh, flexor surgery, which I think is about a year, and Tommy John surgery, which we know is you know twelve to fifteen months. It would also be the second Tommy John surgery mm. for McClanahan. He had one in twenty fifteen, as just coming out of high school, missed his freshman year of college uh, to have one then. So definitely a, a big blow, like you say, for the Rays. It has impact throughout the american league east race it has impact through the american league wildcard race it has impact through the entire postseason picture uh you know and it's i guess you could say unfortunate bad timing it happens on wednesday the trade deadline was tuesday night if it happens the previous start or even if it happens monday the rays have the opportunity to to go scramble and get another starter now they can't do that
2: uh mark it, it seems like we're seeing some of this occasionally from the rotation with the Rays, is this an organizational adjustment that needs to be made, or do they throw all this off on the pitcher?
0: Hey, I get, there's been a lot of questions about that, and then you know the people, as you know, you guys know, do your job, ask the tough <laughs> questions. Like, unless you have a pitcher who is going to tell you that the Rays made him do things he didn't want to do, yeah. It, I mean, I don't see how you blame the organization. We hear from pitchers routinely, I guarantee you there's someone in your clubhouse, in Jay's clubhouse, who either has been with the Rays or was recruited by them, and they rave, pitchers rave about coming here because they all get better. So many of them get better.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think industry-wide, what you're hearing, and, and you know, I think you guys, again, you've seen this, you've read this, you've heard it, people say it, pitchers are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. Pitchers have more break on the ball than they've ever thrown before. The whole you know, industry of measuring everything, the RPMs, the spin rate, all of that is created... Every pitcher trying to do better than every other pitcher. We were in Texas a couple of weeks ago. Raulis Chapman had two pitches at one hundred and two point eight miles an hour. I don't know that you're supposed to throw one hundred three miles an hour.
1: Uh, Mark, where, if, if they don't have McClanahan for the rest of the year, how does how does how does Kevin Cash how does Kevin Cash and the Rays front office piece this together?
0: Well, I think what you're going to see initially is they're going to go with a four-man rotation and, and bullpen day. They, there's, today's the first of nine straight games, so they're going to have to bullpen day a couple times uh, in there. So they've got Zach Eflin, who pitches tonight. Now, the other problem, we didn't get to the other problem. Tyler Glassman. Tyler <laughs> was scratched on Sunday because he had back spasms Saturday afternoon. So then we were told that's not a big deal. He could pitch as early as Wednesday, which is supposed to be a bullpen day tomorrow. Then it turns out that Tyler Glass and I went to see their back doctor today, which kind of makes sense. I mean, you have a star pitcher's back hurts. You have a back doctor. You probably have to go see him, right? Mm-hmm. Got an injection, so it's two days of non-mobilization, not doing anything. Now they're saying if that goes well, he could pitch on Saturday, which would have been his day anyway, so he would have just missed one start. They're still thinking no injured list. They're still thinking not a big deal, but his status is up in the air too. So you've basically got Zach Eflin pitching tonight got a bullpen day tomorrow you've got zach littell who was a vagabond journeyman reliever who they claimed off waivers from boston in may and he was kind of like on and off you know he was il pitching back like scrappy innings kind of thing and now they're trying to convert him into a starter he's made three starts he's gone four five and six innings He's looked pretty good uh but that's kind of your rotation right there i mean they don't have They added Aaron Savali. They got him in trade from Cleveland. I can't forget him. He'll pitch Friday. So it's Eflin, Savali, Zach Lattell, Glassdow when he's ready to go, and then a bullpen day. That's their rotation right now. Now, can you get through with that? If you get Glassdow back healthy, there's Glassdow, Eflin, Savali. You've got Taj Bradley was sent down to AAA, the impressive rookie who had a six-start streak of no wins. He'll come back at some point. They want him to do some work at AAA. He'll come back at some point, so I would assume he's back for the postseason. But this is going to be a challenge on a daily basis. Like you guys said, Cash and Snyder, they do a really good job of this. But every bullpen move they have to do, make in every game, they have to be thinking, how does this impact them one, two, three, four days ahead? Because they're short on starters.
2: Mark, I was just wondering, in, in your opinion, you think the lineup's good enough to carry this team rest of the season?
0: Is it the lineup from April through June, or is it the lineup from July?
2: Uh, Well, I would say July.
0: (laughs) The lineup from April through June, yeah. They were were 6.3 runs a game. They were averaging, I think, almost three homers a game. They were remarkable. Then they got to July, and they were averaging two-something runs a game and less than a homer a game. It's starting to come back. They just went on a road trip, a three-city road trip. They won all three series at the Astros, at the Yankees, and at the Tigers, which obviously isn't the same. They're also in a pretty good stretch of their schedule right now. In fact, until they play the Jays, which is like a month from now, I think that's the first team that they'll play that's more than like a game or two over five hundred. Like, they're playing all the middling to losing teams here for the next month or so. So that's going to help them a little bit. If they get through this, they've got a bunch of off days. That's going to help them, too.
1: Yep. Uh, Mark, we're going to let you run, man. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anything for you,
2: Jeff. Oh, Come on. You know. know that. You're know. lying. There You're you such go. a
1: liar. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Be well. Take care. See you, guys. Damn. Bye. Why does that surprise you? But <laughs> the little. Yeah, my reputation I mean, in the industry is not bad. That's rare. You hear that. <laughs> uh four one six four one three three nine five nine is right. the back leg line. Um we've also got our uh, regular that Rivers segment as well. We got a good one Are you, you
2: buying what Mark's selling? Like yeah, the, i like to the, like the, the schedule's gonna yeah. help, the days off are gonna help. And the raise way
1: yeah. Will help. Listen, I think there was a name mentioned in there that we forgot about, and he's really impressive. And ataj Taj Bradley can come up and just be—if he can be a good fourth starter, like five just innings. come up. Exact, correct. Five innings, mm-hmm. which he seems capable of doing. He—if yep. he, if he can do that, then you know. But it just—it gets back to. Um, home it, it, well, and also, yeah, no, and it, and no, and it also, it gets, it it gets back to glass now. It gets back to glass. I, I guess. Like, I'm sorry. It, I, I think you know what? Does. Getting an injection he's, get, uh, getting an injection in August for your back is not a good thing. He's your, your game one starter. That,
2: that's what it is. They're, again, they're so used to doing this,
1: I, but they've always had, you're right, but you're also wrong. They've always had that one stud healthy. They've always had a guy. They it, When all this other stuff... They had Charlie Morton. They've always had a guy they could rely on. And if McClanahan has done... now, Eflin's it, been good, too. Though. Now, yes, he has. Mark's point is interesting about if it's loose bodies in the elbow.
2: Yeah.
1: Theoretically... I, mean, I was trying to... Just when Mark was talking, just reading about this... What are we now... I, theoretically, you could be back the second or third week, theoretically, the second or third week of September. And here's the thing. If it is something like that, you know that the Rays, you're not going to have time to get a guy built up again. So I'm sure if it's something like that, the Rays may just say to McClanahan, almost treat him like a a, a bulk guy or something like that. Well, you want to do what's best for the player, too. Yes. Yeah, you do. But that is a, again. It's huge for them. uh, You know, you you look at this, is there, let me ask you this. Is there, given where we are in the American League East, is there a comparable injury? Gary Cole. Well, they're not in the playoffs.
2: But if they lose him, they're they're not even in the conversation anymore. They're in the conversation. Does Baltimore have
1: anybody? Not really. Felix Batista goes down.
2: Uh, It hurts. They can deal with it. They I can, think. You can probably because piece it together. Because of their offense, together. they
1: play right. defense. They're athletic. Uh, Boston, I mean, God, Boston hasn't had a starting. In my starting mind, pitch. Boston's out of it. Okay, Toronto. Uh, I mean, you got well, six what if, starters what if, and what if fifteen Marius relievers went down. See, now, I,
2: I was gonna, that's your guy for me. I more than Gossman. I well, I mean, oh, not question, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not questioning you. Too. I'm just, I, I take the ball, and you know what I'm giving you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not questioning you. I mean, I, we're, I just, we're we're talking about giving Gossman the extra day because his stuff's better. Yeah. You do. You talk that way with
1: Bob mm-hmm. So it is. It is significant for for Tampa though because it they, is
2: huge. You're right. Huh? But they're hitting homers too. That's the thing for me, the schedule and hitting homers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Jay and Barry. Just uh, wondering why you don't see any knuckleballers anymore in baseball Ooh. and why teams aren't uh, actively trying to train someone to throw a knuckleball. Thanks. Love to hear your comment. I, I, I would think that's easy. It's so hard to find somebody to catch that. That
1: I just don't think it's worth it. Guys throw knuckle curves. That's about the closest you're going to. Then that's not a knuckleball. But It's not even
2: close. No. It's the way they grip it on the ball. That's why it's called a knuckle yeah. curve. they're knuckles in the air i just don't I think it's more about the the what goes into that specialist to catch that and the headache
1: to try and figure it makes a good point though there there you used to always run into guys who were fooling around with a knuckleball i just, I, I see her I velocity just don't know too I
2: can get a dude out there throwing a bazillion. Yeah to do what a knuckleball and I'm sure that and, and, sure, and anybody can catch a bazillion
1: and I'm sure there's some place there's a khaki with a camera who could freeze the knuckleball and break everything down and you probably wouldn't <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to it, it, it probably wouldn't be that effective but it's it's true look uh, uh I mean I, I I think I told you this story there were guys that I covered position players who their knuckleball, Tim Wallach, yeah, yeah, yeah. threw a knuckleball. Um, and if they were facing a knuckleballer yeah. during that game, Wallach would throw a BP. Remember, I, I would say there's no money in it either for a player to do it. Yeah, there's, that. That's a great point.
2: That, that is I, a great I, think, point. I think it's I think it's those two things. For an organization, You the pain of trying to find somebody just yeah. to catch that thing ain't worth it. And it ain't worth it for a player to do that. I can figure out weighted ball programs well, to add a couple of mile an hour to my my fastball than to figure out how that's to p- an, keep a knuckleball in the strike zone.
1: That's another thing. You look at a team like – you look at an organization like the Rays that has a particular skill of identifying a one pitcher's particular pitch and working on it and working on it and working on it to hone it. Mm-hmm. You would rather devote your time and energy to that than the erratic nature of a knuckleball. Moodle. And, and, and it, Yeah. And when do you use a knuckleballer? You're, you're the ninth inning with men on base? He, I'm, trying to, he, he last, start, I'm trying to think the last... I'm trying to think the last... Was Wakefield the last knuckleball pitcher? Dickey. Regularly? R.A. Dickey. I'm sorry. Tried to forget that era. R.A. Dickey. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. I mean... What? Boy, it is. No, I just... I, I, I hey. That was not an enjoyable... The R.A. Dickey <laughs> experience was not entirely enjoyable.
2: Is something in that water bottle? No. <laughs> but...
1: Did Wakefield pitch after him? I don't think so. Maybe a little daring. Yeah. Yeah, a little. Timothy in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, Kevin, I'm just curious. uh,
2: With the three biggest payrolls in baseball, the Yankees, Mets, Padres, with their non-success this year, do you think it will maybe change the thinking of some owners
1: to stop spending like drunken sailors or – do you think uh, nothing will change at all and they'll just keep throwing money at uh, money at money? Uh,
0: curious to know your answer anyway. Have a good day, guys. Stay yeah, that's a,
2: that's a great question. I I don't think unless you're one of those guys that has that amount of money, how would I answer that? How, how would Jeff Blair answer that? The Yankees like, like have I spent. Would, they're the Yankees, used to spending it. It's part of everyday life, right? Yeah,
1: it, I mean, I'm going to
2: spend it if I have to spend it.
1: I don't See, I, I think of anything – now, we don't know the impact that the regional sports television uh, situation in some of the U.S. markets. We don't really know. We don't have a handle on that yet. I, I Listen, I think pay, payrolls are going to go up and up and up as far as, far as I'm concerned. I
2: will, I will say, though, the Mets owners basically eating $80 million for three prospects will tell you what he's thinking. Like, it's almost like he wants his cake and eat it too. I want to have the best minor league system so I can do whatever I want to do with it and spend enough. Cause I think he's, I, those, they're so smart in how they spend and how they make their money that I think they, they sometimes learn the hard way once and then they'll sort of, figure out ways to just massage what they need to do and how much they need to do to just do enough to keep everybody happy and also be able to have the minor league system that you can trade with and call up with. And like you need, you need both. The Yankees need both. The Mets need both the Padres. I, do you have any idea what's going on there? But they have every big name
1: known to baseball. Everything, every, and it's not working. Every, Why is it not working? Everything you hear there is that they're it, it's it's just not a good group. They don't get along, um, you know. And I mean, I, I really uh,
2: didn't think getting along
1: means that much. Well, you know, every, what, you every know, but clubhouse you know I've ever been in, no, it but, doesn't matter. That, but you know what? You've never been in a clubhouse that has one of the Alabama highest. Pay- like that? Yeah. that has one of the highest payrolls in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And at the trade deadline basically backed up the truck traded i mean that (laughs) i haven't been around too many teams that have done what the san diego padres have done and i I think that that can lend or that can lead to a lot of stresses and strains you know look this is the thing people always say why do teams continue to spend money because you can win a world series without spending a great deal of money that happens once in a blue moon I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays, we love the Tampa Bay Rays. They've not won a ton of World Series the last time I look. Now they get there, they get to the playoffs. They've not won a ton of World Series. What happens a lot of times for teams like the Yankees and the Mets is it's just the way they do business. They bring in free agents, they pay big money to get free agents. That's that that's never gonna change. I guarantee you if the Mets the Mets could have the the Top farm system in baseball. And if Shohei Otani's interested in playing for the Mets, they will pay him. Mm. That's just the way some organizations do business. Um, and and you know what? If you're an owner and you're, and you're willing to spend money, mm. I mean, have at it. I guess. I'll tell you one thing. You look at baseball franchises; don't have never decreased in value. Baseball franchises are worth more now than they've ever been. Like, if you were to buy the Blue Jays in the Rogers Center right now, good luck. You're looking at a couple. You're probably, I mean, the Jays I think are valued over a billion dollars now. Throw in the right, you're probably looking at around two billion dollars to buy the stadium and the team. You think about that. Two hundred million, a two hundred million dollar payroll seems like a lot, but. When your franchise values are that high, um, you know, uh, it 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 doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily the case. Yeah, it's a good question though. That was it was a good question. Yeah, it's it's, but it's just something. It's the way some some organizations do business. It's time for between the lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game, ladies and gentlemen. The dulcet tones Mm. of Mark Boffo. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Well, thanks, oh, thanks. Th- yeah. Thanks for coming Thanks for back. inviting us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we appreciate that. Anytime. You, what, the, you couldn't get a boat to go from the compound to, the, to pick us up? Uh, I mean, the gas prices are just insane. Yeah, that's yeah, a great point. I know. And then I guess the waters were a little rough, so we couldn't have flown in. Yeah, I mean, gassing up the yacht takes a lot. Yeah, know? I understand. Anyways, you say Kikuchi. The guy's been a revelation nine and three on the year. How is he gonna do tonight against the Guardians? You say Kikuchi over under sixteen and a half total outs recorded tonight. What do you guys think? Easy over. Easy over. It's a bad lineup. Ramon Loriano's in the lineup. He was claimed in waivers yesterday. No Josh Naylor. Um I think since was I just I wrote down the graphic we just saw since July. What was it? Since July sixth, you say Kikuchi has the third best ERA. Again, that this is a no-brainer to me. I, I Kikuchi ought to be. Kikuchi's gone six innings his last two starts. Mm. Uh, he got it. He, he's probably good enough for six innings here. I would think six or seven.
2: Yeah, yeah. They used six bullpen arms last night. That's too. Another great point. Uh, he said he's, he's got five full days of rest. Uh, I heard Bassett a couple of days ago say because of the six-man mm-hmm. rotation that allows the manager and the pitching coach to raise. Pitch counts. Everybody yelling and screaming about, let you say stay in there. Well, this is probably going to be one of those things. And he is tied for the most innings pitched and wins on Tuesday on the team. So I'm taking the over. Who's second? Uh, In wins, it would be on Tuesday. And in innings, it's Bassett. On Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, oh no, that's
1: not right. You, you exactly just pulled right. that out. That's of... exactly
2: right. I don't make things up. Nice try though to get me.
1: That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole. Well, new he's tied.
2: He's tied for innings with Bassett. So let's just not try and get me when I got an answer for most things. Okay.
1: Man, I liked it better when you didn't do any research. <laughs> now <laughs> well, it's like we,
2: we were. We were told. To I know good, we have good I,
1: conversations
2: I, about this, well, I, I and know. make it you know interesting I, for people to want to get involved in this. Are so we keep, this, is, this is what we're trying do to do. Do We keep track. I'm of, winning. Do we so keep just tra- just know that I'm winning. Like I'm winning. That's why you agree with me. I mean, all the time. I,
1: I killed that Ryan Mount Castle prop. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was I a t- that. that was a tough one. Well, You didn't. Oh, do that it. was hard. Yeah, I, saw, well, I you took the over. Abs- that's, you uh, did ab- not take the over. Absolutely, you did not. You took <laughs> <I> the <laughs> under. That's revisionist <laughs> Who would take history. took the under with that. That's revisionist Nobody. history. Nobody. Nobody. That is revisionist history. You say Kikuchi against Tanner Bybee. There you go. I have the feeling I've been calling him by his wrong name all year, which probably makes sense because that does happen to me. Mm. And, but other people have been calling him by his wrong name. He's a he's good. good pitcher. He's well, good.
2: yeah, well, yeah. He can locate three pitches. Uh, he's around the zone a lot. He throws strike one enough to say that new approach that one through nine has found. They need to apply that. Have quality at bat. Pass the baton. Not be afraid to take a walk. He will walk occasionally. Some guys, and this screams that, you know, blooping a double. He don't give up a ton of homers either. So And he pitches really well at home. I think his ERA at home is a little less than two. And at home in eight starts, opposing average against is 182. He's not, he's not giving up a ton. That approach has to be sound. Don't have to be perfect because they're not perfect. They're human beings, but
1: sound. I think, it with every franchise, you can look at certain players, you can look at certain times, and you can say that – the arrival of that player or the development of that player basically breathes new life into a pre-existing organization i think it's safe to say that jose bautista did that with the toronto blue jays he's going up on the level of excellence on saturday and he will join us next it's blair and barker on sportsnet 590 the fan and sportsnet